Well, hello. We're back. Long, long hiatus this time. I had a vacation and... Brandon. I know. <laughs> I know. It was the 4th of July. I had to blow stuff up. There was there was explosives yeah. that needed lighting. America's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I had to celebrate that. Gotta celebrate. Uh, it is Tuesday, July the 9th. Happy late Independence Day. We've got a lot to talk about on the show, a lot of catching up to do, but really we're just going to talk about the news that has broken recently. And that is the Jeffrey Epstein news. What do you know? This guy's back in the news again. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it, it kind interesting. Kind of came out over the weekend, and you know, you saw the story, and you immediately thought, "Whoa, Jeffrey Epstein!" Now that's a name I haven't heard since Bill Clinton was just freshly out of office. Yeah, but you know, I'm kidding because we've talked about Epstein quite a bit and his connections. To several people, yeah. but uh, this time it uh, feels like maybe they're going after him a little bit harder. So let's let's just quickly yeah. do a quick recap of what happened with the last time the government tried to go after Jeffrey Epstein so everybody can understand the situation. Uh, so this happened, what, mid to late 2000s, the last time the government tried to go after him for his crimes. Yeah. And... They were ready to throw the book at him, it looked like. They had like a 53-page federal indictment, and at the last minute prosecutor steps in and offers this sweetheart deal to him. All he has to do is plead guilty to one prostitution charge in Florida, and he gets like a year in jail, and all of the documents as part of this plea deal get sealed forever. Nobody gets to see the extent of all his other crimes. Unreal. So that right there is what happened before. Now. Right, so now the... I was, oh, just, I was just going to say, now, after the fact, the Miami Herald comes out, they did this whole long investigative piece on it, and they released this article, I think it was November 2018, last year, and it, it details all these things that were basically not prosecuted for Epstein, all these crimes that he had committed, and they used emails and text messages, and they had actual evidence that he had... that 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 his crimes were much farther reaching than just, you know, this prostitution charge, which we all knew anyway. But they have the actual evidence, and they've presented it in a very good way. So you should read that Miami Herald article, and I'm trying to pull it up really quick. But uh, I can't find the exact title of it. Yeah, I haven't read it Not important anyway. But, you know, if you go out there looking for it, you can find it. It's from November 2018. Right. So now the judge is saying that, that possibly, a new judge, I think, is saying that possibly... Uh, procedures weren't followed correctly. Right. So the, one, of the, one of the things... Notifying the victims... Yeah, they didn't notify... That this plea deal was taking place. Right. Right, and that and they, they, you need to do that so that either the victims have a chance to say, no, I'm not okay with that deal, and then go make their case to the judge, or right. you know, that they can bring forward new testimony, new evidence in the case. You know, they, they were... Trying to make sure the prosecutors in the case in the Epstein case were trying to make sure that nothing could derail the plea deal after they got it. Basically, they were like, "We want to make sure right. that this and is ironclad." Right, and it was kind of hushed up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, so the liberals are trying to say that this was Alexander Acosta, who Trump appointed as his labor secretary, that was responsible for this. And you know that could be the case. I don't know all the facts of it yet. But even so, it doesn't necessarily mean that 
you know, it, it reflects badly on Trump. But I would like to see all the facts because there was an interview with a woman that's written a book on Jeffrey Epstein called Trafficking, who indicated that it was coming from D.C. Now, Acosta was the prosecutor in Florida where the case was tried. And she was indicating that it was the pressure was coming from D.C. to cover all this up. So I'm sure we'll get more facts out as this goes along. Yeah, and I, I'm sure it wasn't just some prosecutor in Florida who put together this right. deal. You know what I'm saying? Like he's right. It was a federal indictment, so definitely something. Plus, came from, from what for that. she was saying, you know, it was Acosta that wrote the 53-page indictment. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's what it I had not like heard that. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So I think we'll get more facts as that goes along about that portion of the story. Well, and and the the other thing too is this. So this is not double jeopardy. This is reopening this this right. case essentially. It would it would nullify the plea deal that was made. So it's not like they're reopening the case and trying him on the same thing. It would nullify, right. it would nullify the deal that was made, and that's why it's. I think that's an important thing to to, to remember too. Is you know I. They're going to try and twist the facts on this. The other side will try to twist the facts on anything they can. So it's important yeah. to know that specifically also. It is amazing, the gaslighting that's been coming out on this story. I know. And um, it, it, you'd think that there would be a lot more stories talking about the Trump connection if it was really you know anything damaging for yeah. Trump. But this is a tell that the Democrats are scared because nobody, hardly anybody's talking about this story. Yeah. Yeah, they want to keep it quiet. Um, but they are trying to, if there's any tying to be done, they're trying to tie Trump to it, which is absurd. Because right. he's, I've seen this quote a hundred times from different liberals um, that he said something, you know. He said something nice about, about Epstein being a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, Love Jeffrey. Yeah. You know, it's it says that he loves beautiful young women as much as me, but he likes them even younger. Something like that, you know. In his yeah. Trumpian way. Some innocuous comment that right. was given to a magazine or something. And this is all they have. And they're trying to make this big deal about it. Well, we know that Bill Clinton is actually on the flight logs. Flying all over the world with Jeffrey Epstein 26 times. Sometimes without no, 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 no. secret service detail. No, no, no. 26 times on the Lolita Express to his private island. Not just on his plane, I don't think. Is is it just multiple flights? I thought he was on the flight um, logs 26 times. I read that it was, I thought it was different different places as well as I be. read okay. last night. But it could, I'm not it sure. could be. It could be. So it's just absurd. I mean, I think even this one is even so absurd that like normal people can get that one. Well, and they know um. they know that it's absurd, and this is what so they're so they're trying to change reality. This is gaslighting, yeah. one hundred and one right here. So yeah. Cheryl Atkinson tweeted out yesterday. Uh, it, it was a retweet from somebody who had caught an edit of the Wikipedia page of Jeffrey Epstein. So here's how the article originally read. And then here's what they changed it to. So I'm just going to summarize. I'm, gonna I'm not going to read the whole blurb, but here's how. Here's the edited part. Epstein owned a private Boeing 727 jet and traveled in, 
in it frequently, logging 600 flying hours a year, usually with guests on board. In September 2002, Epstein flew Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey, and Chris Tucker to Africa in his private jet. Flight records show Bill Clinton flew on Epstein's plane 26 times. The new article removes any and all reference to Bill Clinton. It says, it ends where it says usually he flew with guests on board. And then it, it deletes that whole part I just mentioned. It, however, keeps a reference to the fact that Epstein was also a longtime acquaintance of Prince Andrew and Tom Barrack and has attended parties with numerous celebrities such as Donald Trump, Katie Couric, George Stephanopoulos, and Woody Allen. They have removed any and all references to Bill Clinton. Wow. They have removed any and all references. Like to even Kevin literal, Spacey. This is a literal memory hole. I know, and this is actual memory hole. Like this isn't hearsay. This is actual evidence. The flight logs yeah. is evidence. You cannot argue that it's on the record. They put it in there. You know that's yep. fact. Okay, there's no conjecture whatsoever. He was on that plane 26 times with this pedophile. Okay, that yep. happened. But they're trying to remove any references to that so that you don't know. Trump is not on any. Flight. I think he. I have to say, I think he was on the plane once. He like hitched a ride he from hitched, Miami to yeah, somewhere or other, to <clears> New <throat> York with with Epstein's son, right? With Epstein, right? With his kid, and he wasn't on the plane with Jeffrey Epstein at the same time. And it was it was a situation where right. he was already going there, and they were both going to the same place. So he just took he took a ride. Yeah. Twenty six times Bill Clinton was on that plane, and here's the other thing: most of those. Trips we didn't know about until recently. Like, we didn't know about until well after the fact right. that it was uncovered that Bill Clinton was on this plane. Like, they tried right. to make it seem, oh. when Bill Clinton, like, d during when all this was happening, it was like, they tried to make it seem like he was only on the plane five or six times. And it comes to find out that's not true at all. And he ditched his secret well, service detail, like he said. Thing. There's another thing. Epstein had claimed that he helped to found the Clinton Foundation. And this lady that I was watching last night who wrote this book said that there was, I can't remember who it was, but there was independent verification of that. There was someone else that had written that into a story or in an interview said it. I, I should find that. But ha so independent verification that Epstein had, in fact, helped to found the Clinton Foundation. Wow. I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that, that is, wouldn't that surprise is really me at huge all. Because yeah. these foundations, there's something there with all these foundations. I mean, I've read several stories with the Clinton Foundation, with the McCain Foundation, and other foundations. The Podesta Foundation. There's something sketchy going on. Yeah. Well, they don't just have. They don't have. They don't just have these foundations to be good people and, and do good things out of the goodness right. of their heart. You know what I mean? They're, like they're making a buck off of it. Some, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's really interesting. And then going back to Trump, I wanted to mention, so, <clears throat> I yeah. mean, this is the other, we thing all is... know all, all of us that are Trump supporters, we know, you know, um, and if Trump did do anything like that, then I would support going after him. You know what I'm saying? Right. But there's but there's just no evidence of it. It's just like with the Russia thing. Not only it's just, but we're not only pile on innuendo and supposition and you know all of this 
to try to point the finger at Trump while we're ignoring the actual evidence in plain daylight of criminal activity by Clinton. Right. And and more than that, not only is there no evidence of any Trump wrongdoing, but you were telling me just before we got started here that prosecutor was it prosecutors or somebody who was looking into the case originally back when this thing all happened. Yeah, it was a lawyer. It was it's the lawyer. I think he's still the lawyer for um, the 30 victims of Epstein. So we were talking about the group of victims. This is their lawyer. And I came across a YouTube video the other day. Um, somebody posted it. And it has some liberal goes up to this lawyer for Epstein's victims and says, hey, do you know anything about this connection with Trump? Blah, blah, blah. And he says, and here's a quote from the video. The only thing I can say about President Trump is that he is the only person who in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas on a lot of people and gave notice to some pretty connected people that I wanted to talk to them, he is the only person who picked up the phone and said, let's just talk. I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll tell you what you need to know and was very helpful in the information that he gave. And he gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever but had good information that checked out and that helped us and that we didn't have to take a deposition. So tell me, does that sound like a guilty person? I know. Does that sound like a person with anything to hide? <laughs> exactly. Does that sound so, like a person and, and who's done anything remotely wrong at all? That no. He, that he banned Epstein from Mar-a-Lago because he was showing up with some young girls. Not only Mar-a-Lago, but uh, also one of his golf courses, too, if I'm remembering right. Yeah. So, so I, I think Trump, I, I don't feel worried at all about Trump, but it's just, it's just an interesting phenomena for people that maybe aren't as clued in to the media gaslights people really watch this closely because it's the same exact kind of thing with Clinton, with Hillary Clinton. You had all this info, you had all this evidence. We knew that she had deleted emails that were under subpoena. Destroyed evidence. That is clear cut. Obstruction, Obstruction of justice. Yeah. But yet, you know, Trump hands over thousands of pages of documents. Nothing gets deleted, and they're calling it obstruction. I mean, the two cases exactly. could not be more similar when you're talking about examples of obstruction of justice. And, or I more mean, clear. Yeah, or more clear that, you know? that the favoritism, right? I mean, because look at just how different they were treated. And so it's so night and day, and it's anybody who looks at the way the media reacted to the Hillary Clinton situation and the way that they've acted to this whole Russia investigation, no logically thinking person could go, yeah, that's a fair and, and honest media. Nobody. Right. And it's not even, it's not even biased at this point. I mean, it's beyond bias. It's like actually trying to get you to think that black is white and white is black. It is Orwellian. <laughs> I mean, this, th this is exactly what gaslighting is. Gaslighting is attempting yeah. you to question reality. And that's what they've done. They've gotten, they've gotten people to, to buy into their false reality is what they've done. Yeah. And so. I mean, it's time for people to wake up. I mean, come on. We're waking up. Real quick, um, I throw I throw Russia in every liberal's face as often as I can. <laughs> That's a good because idea. It's like, dude, you believe this for two years. For two years, you were yammering about Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, you know? Russia, Russia. And now it's over. 
Nothing. nothing. And you sat no there collusion, for two years. No conspiracy. No obstruction. I mean, get him to think. Like, come on, okay? You got duped for two years. They made a fool of. Doesn't that somehow wake you up? Not if you don't use your brain. <laughs> Not if you don't know how to think for yourself. You're just waiting for the next talking head to give you your give you your next opinion. Ooh, how do I feel about this? Better turn on John Oliver tonight. Yeah, exactly. What does John Oliver have to say? Let me let me see. I'm you know I'm a pretty free thinker. I watch John Oliver. I don't know if you know who he is, but uh, <laughs> you should usually yeah. really listen to what he has to say because it's definitely all fact based and not a whole bunch of conjecture. Anyways, yeah. uh, before we switch gears... It's to like this... they, can't even, they literally cannot even tell the difference between what is a fact and what is conjecture. An opinion. No, they really cannot. Yeah. They don't know. I know. I know. It's like, dude, somebody's saying something. They don't know. extrapolating <laughs> it into something is not the same as flight logs. Exactly. Which actually shows somebody flying well, with yeah. someone for... Like they, th- times. they think when they say Trump is a racist that they're actually spouting a fact when they they are not. Yeah, but that's a good point. Yeah. When you just, I just wanted to mention this really quick. When you say that you know you're talking about facts and not conjecture, I want to talk about what Lanny Davis tweeted yesterday. So you mentioned the fact that uh, Bill Clinton felt the need to put out a statement about this whole yeah. Epstein thing. Well, Lanny, which is big, which, which I just have to say is big because I've been following the Clintons for a long time. Their MO is you usually ignore a story as long as possible. Yeah. So for them to come out and make a statement this early. Yeah. yeah. They know. They know they, they know, know it's bad. So Lanny Davis was out yesterday on Twitter going to bat for President Clinton, former President Clinton. So Jake Car- uh, Caruso Jake Carino or no, Jake Caruso. <laughs> he changed his name to Jay Carino. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, Jay Caruso tweets yesterday, he retweets uh, something about Alexander Acosta, but he says, it's not all that hard to figure out why the Democrats have tweeted, treaded lightly. There's that pretty famous Democrat who flew on the Lolita Express 26 times with Epstein. So he makes a reference to the fact Bill Clinton's been on the plane a whole bunch. Fact that we know is true because it's on the flight logs. Lanny Davis right. tweets back, classic fa- fact-free innuendo. Back to McCarthy era, but worse. When really, yeah. it is not fact-free innuendo. It's 100% fact. So uh, Caruso goes on to say, what innuendo? I said Democrats are treading lightly because of the Bill Clinton friendship with Epstein. And if roll call was wrong about the number of plane rides, let us know. Yeah. And I got to... Now it's, it's not doing what I want it to do. But there's another reply from... Uh, Lanny Davis after that basically he starts a, a Twitter argument with him and he gets fooled by a parody account which is White House Press Corps which I'm sure you've seen <laughs> well, yeah, you know? I saw that he's, he's yeah. saying like who's responsible for White House Press Corps how is this Twitter account retweeting such pure innuendo that's hilarious it's like you know it's kind of it's kind of fr- kind of telling that Lanny Davis is out here attacking this when it's a fact, again, yeah, this is the illustration. It's a fact, not conjecture, that Bill Clinton rode on that plane 26 times. Fact. Yep. Okay. Yep. Fact. You know, that's no why the Democrats are probably involved. being a little careful about this. They don't want the fact that Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein it's, being really tight coming up into the mean into the media's eye. 
So speaking of holiday view facts, here's a uh, another good example and a transition, by the way. Um, nice. <laughs> that I like one time someone, and I think they were facetiously asking who Seth, you know, who is Seth Rich, right? So I responded, Seth Rich worked for the DNC. He was a tech guy. He uh, was murdered in D.C. And Julian Assange hinted that he was the leaker of the DNC emails. And um, and then WikiLeaks gave a $25,000 reward for information regarding Seth Rich. Right. So that's all I said. Right. Mm-hmm. And the person comes back, oh, you guys and your conspiracy theories. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what did I say that was a conspiracy theory? All I did was lay out a series of facts. Right. And then, now you and... can now you can draw your conclusions from that, but every one of those things is a demonstrable fact. Right. There was no supposition. I didn't draw any conclusions. I just gave the facts. And they called it a conspiracy theory. And I thought that was just so indicative of how their mind works. When you hear that series of facts, your mind obviously goes to certain places. Right. Because there's because there's logical conclusions that a normal person might draw from that. Exactly. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't draw any conclusions at all. Right. You just laid you just laid out what had happened. Exactly. And that's the thing is they so they I, cannot think for themselves. They just can't. Yeah. You know, they hear things that they think that they don't agree with. They automatically assume that it's not real. Exactly. Or, or the idea that laying out a series of facts is a conspiracy theory. That's what I'm saying is they just go and assume that it's not real. Now, if you're jumping to a conclusion based on those facts, then you might be able to call that a theory. Right. Of some sort. But... How, but it's not a conspiracy theory. But it's not even them. a conspiracy theory because it's it's backed up by actual demonstrable facts, as you said. That right. makes it like by very a, definition it's a reasonable conclusion to draw. It by very definition makes it not a conspiracy <laughs> theory. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but just the idea, like in their minds, if you say a fact that they don't like or that it has negative implications for them, to them, that's the same thing as a conspiracy theory. Right. Because they don't know the and difference. I thought that was Because they don't know the difference. Right. A couple more facts about Seth Rich. And the reason I bring this up is because this morning, I thought it was really interesting, there was a Yahoo News article about how the Russians planted the story about Seth Rich, the, the conspiracy theory. Of course, they labeled it. Um, and to me, I find that very interesting because no one's even talked about Seth Rich for two years now. He's been out of the out of the. Yeah. Right. So why is Yahoo News all of a sudden giving us some Seth Rich story? Now, in my experience, it's be, if the news comes out with some random story for something no one's been talking about for years, it's because they're front-running actual information that is going to come out. That'd be a good bet. So, that would be a good bet. Usually, you're right. <laughs> it, it does happen that way. So my theory is that, you know, 
they're going to come out. The information about Seth Rich is going to come out. And they're trying to front run it too. See, this is what they do too. They, they plant it in a useful idiot's mind that anything to do with Seth Rich is a conspiracy theory. Right. So anytime any news comes out on Seth Rich, they're going to, again, assume that it's conspiracy, even when you have actual facts thrown in their face. Right. Right. So even, I mean, like, to like them, the fact I that think... the, the, the DNC hack could not have happened over the Internet. Like that fact right. that, you, that you remember to put in their face. Right. And I was going to run down. So this is one of the things I posted this morning. I was going to run down. So Julian Assange hinted that Seth Rich was the leaker. Check. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. WikiLeaks gave a $25,000 reward for information or offered a $25,000 reward for information about his murder. Check. Fact. VIPS is what you were referring to. Examined the forensic data and concluded that the download speeds were too fast to have gone over the internet, so they they had to be downloaded onto a thumb drive, or or like the speed was consistent. It was the exact same speed as what you would expect if someone downloaded it onto a thumb drive. It had to be done with a local that, network connection. Is the point a physical connection, not over any sort of wireless connection? Right. So that's a fact. And The Nation actually has a really good article about that called A New Report Raises Big Questions About Last Year's DNC Hack. It's an older article, but it's really in-depth. And it's The Nation. It's a left-wing publication, but it goes into the facts about it. Uh, Okay, so that's a fact. Craig Murray, a former British ambassador, says that he personally picked up the information from someone in the United States that it came from a DNC employee, not from the Russians. That's a fact. Who is this guy? Who? His name's Craig Murray. Okay. And I have an article is. is Washington Times. Craig Murray says source of Hillary Clinton campaign leaks. Oh, I don't have the whole. So I, we don't know who Craig Murray is. I was just, I, I was just curious. I don't know who. No, he's a former British ambassador. Oh, and he works with Julian Assange. Okay, and so he's the one who passed the information to Assange. Right, and he says that he personally picked up the information. Now he didn't say it was Seth Rich, but he said I picked it up personally from somebody handed to me physically. Okay, got it. Right, and he said it was a disgusted Democrat that leaked from Hmm. inside. Interesting. Okay, (laughs) that's pretty concrete. Again, you you can draw your own conclusion. We're not saying that it's Seth Rich, but you could draw your own conclusion based on these facts (laughs) that we're giving you. You know, it's a reasonable conclusion that someone could (laughs) draw. And then you have Seymour Hersh. Oh, that's right. I forgot about him. audio recording you can find on YouTube. It's his voice saying outright that it was Seth Rich, that he has sources in the FBI. And what do we know about Seymour Hersh? He's a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. He used Left to work winger. for the New York Times. He's very liberal. And he, all of his stories have been on, like he, he wrote a lot of stories about the um, Iraq war and the weapons of mass destruction, all that. So he has cultivated sources inside the intelligence agencies. Legitimate sources. And he said in this recording of his voice that the FBI, that he had a source inside the FBI that read him the file and it said that they had information they had the information from Seth Rich's laptop 
that showed him communicating with WikiLeaks Un- about giving them these emails. Believable. That's what that's what Seymour Hersh says on audio tape. So so you put that set of combined, you put that set of facts together there, and you have so all a those facts combined bona fide conspiracy theory evidence. right there. <laughs> that's a pretty strong conspiracy pretty, theory we have. Yeah, it's pretty strong evidence that Seth Rich was, in fact, the leaker. Now, like we've talked about, the other part of it, I don't think you'll ever be able to prove because that's just the nature of those things. We'll see, maybe, uh, maybe from the police camera footage or something. But what but proof? It, proof it. If you can prove that he was the leaker, then it disrupts the whole entire Russia narrative. It shows that the Mueller report was just even more full of shit than it. <laughs> I'll say it. What I'll I was going to say. say. I'll I don't say even want to say that. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 big. It's really big. So even if they just show that Seth Rich was the leaker, that's huge. And remember that Julian Assange had said before he was arrested that he had proof that it was that the DNC leaks did not come from Russia. Well, and we have proof. I mean, so so if Assange has further proof, all that's going to do right. is is further solidify the evidence that we already have that we know it couldn't have come from Russia because it had to have been done unless there was a Russian spy in DNC headquarters copying that file off of that computer with a thumb drive. There's no possible way it could have been Russia. So that's right. what people need to understand. And what, what people need to, need to further need to understand is that the FBI never even examined the servers that were right. supposedly have been hacked by Russia. They didn't even look at them. And further, they didn't even get a full report from CrowdStrike, the private company that was hired to look into them. They didn't even get a full report from CrowdStrike, come to find out. They were given a draft report from CrowdStrike, which turned out to be limited in in what what its final conclusions were or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what the differences were, but there were draft copies of the CrowdStrike report out. Like it was it was file named draft one or whatever. Right. And they never right. got and the you know, final copy. And you know why they do that. The reason that they would give the FBI a draft copy instead of a final copy is because Plausible then deniability if something comes later. out. Exactly. Oh, well, that was just a draft. Sorry about that. that yeah, we didn't know. Oh, we didn't know. Yeah, so they can't so they can't be they held can't accountable. They can't be con- convicted exactly of giving the FBI false information. But They'll you know who sh- the excuse that it was a draft. You know who should be held accountable is the goddamn FBI for not looking not going and seizing those servers before the evidence was destroyed. I mean, they have a right. They are the FBI. What do you even do if That's you're right. not they if could, you're not seizing evidence? Easily- they could easily have gotten a warrant to get those computers. Oh, no problem. So, so it, and it justifies logic. It's like, look, you're so concerned because Russia is interfering in our elections that you're and not even going to look DNC, at the servers that they have. You're so concerned that you take the word of a third party paid for by the DNC and and you let allow yep. them to give you not only a draft copy but a draft copy that was redacted by their lawyers. I know. It's insanity. It's insanity. And we're out of time. Give me but a break. We're out of time. But, you know, this this is all starting to come together. And we, Okay, one, one more thing before we go on. the. There's an article on Real Clear Investigations. Crowd strike out. Mueller's own report undercuts its core Russia meddling claims. Goes into all 
the stuff about the CrowdStrike report and everything. If you want to further read, read that's that a really good good place to go. I mean, the basics are that CrowdStrike investigated the server. They then gave that not information the, to the, the FBI. FBI. The FBI never saw the server, and it's now destroyed, so we can't go back and look at it now after the fact. So, Yep. Uh, lots of good stuff coming. We're going to try and get some more shows in this week, but until next time, uh, Trump approves this message. <laughs>